Welcome to NCC Unplugged, the podcast from Norman Christian Church, where conversations, community, and culture converge. Welcome. We are excited you are joining us for another episode of our Unplugged podcast here from Norwin Christian Church. My name is Jeff Terpstra. I'm the preaching minister here at NCC, and I'm joined today with Jonathan Slatt, our youth minister. Hello. And Allison Murray. I'm glad to be back. We are excited to continue our conversation on our growth process here at NCC. If you've been with us, then you know a little bit of our reasoning behind our growth process and really wanting to get people involved not just in a church, but in a greater relationship with Jesus. And so the first step in that process is to come. People need to come and and see who Jesus is. We emphasize the story when Jesus meets this woman at a well and invites her to drink the living water and experience something beyond what she's ever experienced before. And then we think the next step in that growth process is to connect, connect with other people that can encourage you, can influence you in your relationship with God. And then the third step in that process, which we'll be talking about more right now, is grow. We we don't want to just remain where we are. In fact, we have talked in different different times through different sermon series about how it's okay to not be okay, but God doesn't want you to stay there. And that's true in any aspect in life. God doesn't want you to stay where you are. He has something designed for us. He has good works for us to do. And so we want to grow into that. We want to grow into our understanding of God and our relationship with Him and our faith. And so we're going to be talking about this third step today, grow. And so Jonathan, or sorry, Allison, I'm going to have you start off with kind of this whole process of grow. What are some things that you've seen in your own personal life that God has been asking you to grow in, or how has He done that looking back on 2023? Sure. I think that the biggest thing that I've noticed growth in my life in this past year is in the area of my reliance on God. I am a person who likes to be in control Mm. of my life and of the things that I do, the tasks that I have. I like to know that that I can accomplish them. And God has really been asking me in this past year to not do things of my own ability, but to rely on Him and His strength. 2 Corinthians 3, 5 says, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. And so to meditate on that verse and understand that my life as a follower of Christ isn't because of what I can do, but what He does through me. And while I still have a long way to go in that area, by stepping back and allowing God to be the sufficient one and allowing God to work through me, I have seen Him do things in me this year that I would never have been able to do of myself and of my own strength. So that is really the thing that he's been impressing on me. Another scripture that comes to mind is 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. And growing in grace, that's that's not something I can do of myself. Our mm-hmm. our grace comes only through God, through his son and 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 Jesus' sacrifice. 
But the second half of that verse, to him be the glory, that's kind of been my why, why I want to be more reliant on him, because I don't want the things that I do in my Christian walk to be about me. Instead, I want them to be about how can the things that I do and the ways that I grow bring more glory to him. So on a real practical basis, what has that looked like this past year? Give us maybe an example of how a decision has changed based on your understanding of less control and more trust. What does that look like for you as a mom? Sure, absolutely. It it primarily means more prayer. Mm. Prior to this year, if I was tasked with something, maybe here at church or or needed to do something as a mom to help my children grow or or to help them walk through a life lesson or something like that, prior to this year, it would have been way more about, okay, let's sit down and figure out what do I need to do and what does my intellect bring to this situation. And this year, I've really um, noticed the Spirit prompting me more towards prayer first. A couple of months ago, I had someone make an appointment to come in and chat with me in my office, and I I immediately was like, God, the thing this person wants to talk about is, is not something I've been trained in. It's not something I have a lot of experience a, a, about, but I love this person, and I want to help them through this, and so let your words come through me. And probably a year or two ago, I would have sat down and been like, okay, what books have I read that can help me with this? And what have I learned that I can say like this really, you know, intelligent thing to help this person? And this time I was like, no, Allison, you do not have what it takes to help this person, but God does. And so I went to him instead. Yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for opening up with us about that. Jonathan, same questions to you. What what have you seen God moving within you to grow you in 2023 and some different thoughts on spiritual growth? Yeah, so I was a textbook overthinker in 2023. That was probably the thing I struggled with the most. And it kind of manifested itself in any time there was stress or resistance or friction between me and what I was trying to accomplish, I would kind of just back off and not do it and say, like, I'll get to it. I'll think about it. Anyone who's like ever texted me in the year 2023 knows that because I would take days to respond. And I think the way God kind of worked through that with me was just helping me understand I needed to rely on Him for those things because I really liked when people would see me as mature, especially at my age, you know, like running a youth ministry and being part of a team. Like I liked it when people would come up and be like, oh, like you're just doing this so well, you're so mature. And people definitely say that, and I appreciate it very much. But I really didn't like when there was things I had to work on hmm. and when they were obvious to other people, even if it was presented to me like super gently, and it always was like, hey, you just need to keep this in mind or work on this. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. So there were times where when something needed to be done and I wasn't sure how to do it exactly correctly, I would just back off because I didn't want to do it wrong. I didn't want to be corrected for that. And it always ended up worse because then I just didn't do it. And not just at work, but in life and in, you know, things like buying a house, things like, you know, any life things that came up, that that was a kind of a recurring pattern. And there's Matthew 634, kind of a classic verse for anxiety, you know, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow is going to worry about itself. Um, but that whole 
passage is a lot about God's provision and love and and relying on him for those things. One Old Testament passage that I love that I find like I, I get kind of an odd comfort from is Job 38. And at this point in Job's story, he's suffered a lot and he's kind of just asked God, like, why was I even born? You know, we'll, we'll, it would be better for me to not have even lived at all. And then God goes, it's it's so awesome because it says Job 38, then it says the Lord speaks. Like, yes, mm. the Lord speaks. But God has these several chapters where he just talks about, you know, where were you when the earth was created? Mm-hmm. How do you know how to separate the sky and the sea? Where were you when you created the different animals and their purposes? And, you know, if we look at it today with our knowledge of science and things like that, like where were you when I created the cells that build each other and, and fix themselves? Where were you when I created, you know, the the ground that provides the fruit that you eat and things like that? And it's just such a cool reminder of, yeah, we're so small and God is so huge. Anything I have to face is is so small compared to God, yet even that huge God still cares about me. And and to that God, I'm important and like he encourages me, he died for me, he wants to have eternity with me. And keeping that in mind in stressful situations or when I'm in deeper waters, it just kind of takes some of the pressure off of, you know, I don't have to necessarily perform, right? Like what's most important has already been done. And that's kind of been the biggest growth area of my life for sure. Cool. So for both of you thinking about those things that you're just prompted to share, how did you decide that's the area to grow in? Because we we talk about in this step that there's a lot of different areas of growth and in a lot of different ways. And so someone hearing your story might say, well, I have that under control, or maybe that's not an issue for me, but there's still a different area for them to grow in. And so how did that prompting come about in your life for you to reflect on that? And and maybe some of that gets at the tension between what we do to grow and what the Holy Spirit brings. And you guys all gave credit to God in, in bringing that about. But maybe just try to explain what, what was that process like when it comes to spiritual growth in your life? For me, I think it started with the fact that Pride is probably one of my largest sin struggles. And so it was years and years of trying to do it on my own and realizing that I couldn't. And so I think it was a combination of just maybe being ready. Maybe, you know, we talk about the parable of the soils. You know, maybe in my life, God had whittled away at that pride for years and years and years. And I was finally in a place that I was prepared to respond in a different way this time. And then as a result of that, I think the growth also came because God put me in situations this year that I never would have been able to do of my own strength or to handle of my own volition. And so it was a combination of just having my heart be prepared for him to whittle away at that a little bit more, but also him kind of pushing me into the deep end and saying, I'm ready for you to rely on me. You've tried to do it on your own for too long. Mm -hmm. So some of just living in that tension of it is a choice that you had to make to give some of that up, Mm -hmm. but it's also, like you said, God pushing you a little bit and putting you in situations. And sometimes that growth 
does come from rough situations that was not a choice. Maybe death of a loved one, maybe a family situation, and you you're prompted to grow in a lot of ways, even though we resist some of that growth. Mm-hmm. We've it came up in in a conversation with some staff members here about how an infant grows in ways that the infant doesn't want to grow. At, at some point, the pacifier is taken away, even though the <laughs> child doesn't want that to happen. We as parents know what's best. We need to take a, the, the pacifier away because that child's ready for for more. Or uh, take the milk away. We're going to give the the baby solid foods. And that process isn't always smooth. It's always not well, not always welcomed. And sometimes that happens in our faith or just in life that we're forced into these situations. Jonathan, what about you? How did yeah. you feel the prompting to grow in that area this year? Yeah, so kind of to, to speak to the infant thing real quick. I mean, anytime there's growth, things will get worse before they get better. Like Things will seem worse. Because in order to grow, you have to recognize something about yourself that is deficit. And I think that often keeps people, keeps me for sure from taking the first step of growth because you kind of have to step back and say, what in my life needs to improve? And then the more you look into that, the worse you're going to realize it is, right? Because right now it's just a part of your life, right? Like right now, overthinking was just a part of my life, right? It's just how I did it. But then to step back and realize, oh, well, this is a destructive pattern of thinking. Now I feel a little bit worse about myself because I realize how bad it is. But that's the first step in taking these, these, these processes of growth. And one question that I can ask myself more, and I ask it to everybody who comes into my office that wants to grow or has some sort of issue they're dealing with, is if you woke, it's called the miracle question. If you woke up tomorrow and this thing you were dealing with was gone, what would your life look like? Right? Even if you don't know what that thing is, if you woke up tomorrow and everything was fine, your day went exactly as you think it should go what would it look like? And I think if we, we take that question and combine it with scripture reading and, and prayer, God will reveal to us, this is what life should look like, and this is what's standing in the way. So I think to do it properly and, and to find not just what we want to get rid of, but what's keeping us from God, we have to have God in on that process. And, and it starts with prayer. And then we can use tools like the miracle question to help our minds understand what God is revealing to us. Um, and for me, that's that was true. It's, you know, I, I f- don't feel good about myself because these things aren't getting done. I don't feel like I'm living out God's will. Right? So, okay, well, if, if it wasn't here, what would life look like? Okay, well, I'd be glorifying God. I'd be excited to challenge myself and excited to rely on him. And God will reveal, okay, well, you're not doing those things, you know? And then from there, you that's where the growth starts. But, but that that's kind of the initial growth point, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that goes into one of the verses that we've, that I brought up on Sunday, Ephesians chapter four. What what should life look like if all of these deficits were gone, mm-hmm. the full maturity of Christ? As believers, we're growing into the full maturity of Christ. That's on the, the top of our measuring board, and we make tick marks as we get closer and closer in our spiritual growth. And so, what what words of encouragement would you give to those that maybe had some of the same promptings, maybe as they listen to you share your stories, they're thinking, well, I'm a controlling person too, or I'm an overthinker too, and maybe they haven't dealt with it. Maybe it's something completely different. Maybe it's something about humility that needs to be part of their life. Maybe it's the way they treat others. Maybe it's the way that they parent. Maybe there's some anger within them. What, 
what is some encouragement that you would give to those listening that that they need to grab a hold of that prompting from the Holy Spirit to grow in that way? I think if if you are already a Christian, if you have already made Jesus Lord of your life, you do have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And so I think for you, it's to remember that verse from Corinthians that says, we are not sufficient in ourselves. Our sufficiency is from God. When we look in Galatians chapter 5 at the fruit of the Spirit, it's not the fruit of myself or the fruit of a human. And so I would encourage you in any of those situations that Jeff just listed to rely on God, to rely on the Holy Spirit, to give you the strength and to give you maybe sometimes that little push that you need to take that step. And if you aren't a follower of Jesus yet, I think to to go to God and to pray and to read his word and learn more about who he is and what he wants for your life. And that will help you take whatever the step is that you need to grow. Like the closer we get to God, the farther we realize we are. And that goes kind of in that things seem to get worse before they seem to get better. So it's like almost this, I don't know if it's a paradox, that's probably not the right word, but as you get those hash marks get closer, you realize how much further the gap is between you and the ceiling. And at first that can seem like, well, why would I ever want to grow then if I'm going to realize that I am farther or if it's just going to reveal more about me that needs changed. But I think we can turn it around. Like that would be Satan turning around a truth that growth is good and it, and it should feel good to get closer to Jesus. What it what it really should be is, okay, well, I'm realizing this gap, but even though this hash mark is closer to the ceiling, I'm realizing it's farther away. But it kind of takes off a lot of pressure because it's, well, this isn't a race to get to the top, right? This isn't, my hash mark needs to be so close or I'm not going to get to be with God forever, but rather, okay, I'm, I'm realizing how insufficient I am and how good it feels to sacrifice for Jesus even though in the immediate it might be painful or it might be hard to sacrifice whatever it is, whether it's time or reputation or friendships, it's painful in the immediate. But now I've realized, okay, I really do need Jesus, right? And I can rely on him more because I need him more. I can realize, okay, well, I was just relying on him in this area of my life, but now I realize there's these other areas of my life where I haven't been relying on him. And that's what that growth is, is realizing more and more how much we need Jesus. And we find him in prayer and find him in scripture, find him in through the spirit, personal revelation. A huge part of my life has been other people because for a long time I'd hated reading. I, I kind of like it now. I'm getting better. But for God's always spoken to me through other people, which is huge to get that growth. Yeah, I don't know where to land that, but those are some thoughts. No, Hopefully you. people find that encouraging. <laughs> So I want to close this out with a verse, and John 15 is a verse that talks to spiritual growth in an agricultural sense. Allison hinted at Matthew earlier that talks about the soils, and there's just a lot of scriptures that talk to growth and talk about where we start as Christians, and because because our faith is a full effort towards sacrificing ourselves for Christ and in response to what Christ has sacrificed for us, we're going to grow. And so I want to read John 15, and this is the message version. 
I am the real vine, and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch of me that does not bear grapes, and every branch that is grape-bearing he prunes back so it will bear even more. You are already pruned by the message I have spoken. Live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. I am the vine, you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. Mm. I love that. I love the simplicity of being joined with God. And when we do, because he's the vine, we're going to become healthy and we're going to grow with him. And the moment we think we're growing on our own, we realize the arrogance of that statement <laughs> and the more growth that we need, just like Jonathan hinted at. So I want to thank you for listening to another episode of NCC Unplugged as we go through our spiritual growth, growth process. We would love to help in any way we can with spiritual growth. If you've been prompted, similar to Allison or Jonathan, about something that, that needs grown in your life, some area of, of spiritual fruit that needs to be produced, we'd love to, to partner with you in, in that way, whether it's joining a small group or being involved in a ministry or just showing up to service and learning more. Again, we'd love to be part of that. You can find all, all of our ministries and small groups on our website, norumchristianchurch.com, and we'd love to connect with you there. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for tuning in to NCC Unplugged. If you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, we encourage you to share this with your friends and family. NCC Unplugged is available on all major podcast platforms. And if you're ever interested in experiencing Norwin Christian Church firsthand, we invite you to join us for our services every Sunday at 8.45 and 10.30 a.m. We have engaging classes available for all ages, ensuring there's something meaningful for everyone in our church community. For more information about NCC or any other inquiries, visit norwinchristianchurch.com 